This is our Pacific Northwest music. We're going to be talking to local musicians and bands, talking about their passions and why they play such awesome music. Why would I ever want to miss this? Find us on Instagram or Facebook, Our PNW Music, or our website, OurPNWMusic.com. Skagit Valley, you don't want to miss this. All right, well, here we are in studio, the KMRE studio, and we have the enthusiasts here. Well, at least two of them. <laughs> and uh, why don't you guys kind of talk about who you guys are? Well, the name Enthusiasts uh, came about a couple years ago. Um, uh, I think it, it just sort of captures um, the energy level, um, the, ge <laughs> the general approach to life, I guess. Um, it seemed it seemed to fit, and for these songs, um, the the impetus to to, um, to to play these shows and to add the band and all this um, came about because we had enough material to make an album. So um, it just seemed like a good fit, even if it's just for this one album, you know. Um, but we are siblings, so. We uh, grew up together, um, singing in church, and um, and then I started writing songs. Um, and Andrew was asked about playing guitar, and I think I showed him everything I knew in like a week, <laughs> a week's time. <laughs> and then he started showing me stuff and taking over. And um, but yeah, we we um, just being together, I kind of our whole life and music being a central passion for both of us, um, especially uh, writing our own stuff. Um, I mean, we have influences that informed us for sure, and I can answer that, I guess, along the way, but um, having an expression that is, you know, I guess that's what art is, is being able to interpret and take in this life journey and have a way to respond. And um, and it, and we respond enthusiastically, <laughs> like rather all the time. Most um, cases. So uh, it seemed to fit for us. Although sometimes I think maybe grammatically it should be the enthusiastics. Oh, but I, that sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we should probably talk. This is Summer, yes. Velen Carter, and Andrew Velen Carter. Yes. Velen. Valine. Valine. Oh, Valine. Get it's it right, Christine. Sorry. No, it's sorry. Who, who would know? I'm you would never know. It's tricky. <laughs> Nobody gets it right. We're used to it. Who cares about okay. names? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and their brother and sister. Yep. Just and so people know. Yeah. So, uh, right away, just because this is a radio station that plays music, I want to jump into a song. So, I'm not sure who wants to talk about it, but uh, we're going to play Sugarloaf. Can you guys kind of talk mm, about that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so Sugarloaf is um, is a mountain on Fidalgo Island, and I feel just totally uh, influenced um, by by this place, you know, this home that we live in. Um, and I think probably that's always been the case in life is, you know, where we are influences us. And moving to Fidalgo Island um, eight years ago, um, the landscape became... Yeah, I guess we came here because of the landscape in many ways. It found us and drew us in. So um, yeah, Sugarloaf, Mount Erie is, uh, I guess it's a definitely a place I frequent. Um, it's where I go to for uh, medicine. And so the song actually came on the day. I was hiking one day, and the tune and the words came into my mind, and I just kept singing them and singing them and then 
got home to my phone and, um, you know, we tried to we just sing it into my phone, you know, and then, then I figured out what the chords and the music was and took it to Andrew and, and then he did his treatment and there it came. Yeah, I was pretty I'm thankful for that. Sometimes I need to be in the clouds. Sometimes I need to get out. Either way, either way, I find what I need on my way up Sugarloaf Mountain. So we're here with the enthusiasts um, who are based out of Anacortes on Fidalgo Island. And can you talk about a little bit about uh, your childhood growing up? You're from um, Southern California, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Orange County. And City you guys grew up together because you're siblings, right? <laughs> yeah. I hate to assume that, but yeah. Down oh the yeah, hall. That's right. right down the hall. So I'm five <laughs> years older than him. And uh, yeah, so I had a big, big step ahead. I actually pulled him out of, we had a swimming pool, and um, my sister and I were roller skating around it, and Andrew fell in, and I pulled him out by his hair. Oh. Yeah. So you owe her a lot then, right? One now. of the many, <laughs> yeah. yes, one of the many near fatalities <laughs> of childhood. <laughs> well, what about your influences uh, musically? I mean, how did you guys start uh, playing music and how did that go? Hmm. Um, 
For me, uh, I, man, I'm trying to think. I got my first guitar in seventh grade, um, and then my mom bought me a guitar from Sears catalog and uh, acoustic guitar, and it was horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the action is the where the strings sit above the, the fretboard, and it was like a half an inch just, oh, and, and uh, uh, steel strings as well. So it was like, oh, I can't, I it can't. Was in, it was impossible. <laughs> yeah. It was impossible to play. <laughs> Uh, so that was kind of rough, but then, you I've know. I've never heard of that brand, the brand Impossible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Only for the diehard uh-huh. beginners. Uh, I started playing guitar th- uh, through a, a kind of like a, I guess it was a worship workshop. Um, mm. You know, learn, learn guitar and be able to sing worship songs. Um, and I think I was probably 15 or 16 or whatever. But summer had started several years earlier, so the, the guitar was in the house. <laughs> that was the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to play the the impossible guitar too? Yeah, no, I I don't uh, I don't remember. Mm. I think we threw it out. Yeah. Pretty I was gonna quickly. say it accidentally broke. Yeah, yeah. that did yeah. last. It became a toy, I think, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably what it was—a toy. So, would you guys say then, when you kind of first started playing, first learning music, would you say that you were pretty much just doing like sort of religious songs then, mm. or or mm. were you was there anybody outside of the house influenced uh, music? Well, actually, definitely. I mean, the f- so I, st- I was taking guitar lessons at, you know, the shop down the road. I could walk there. And um, my, gosh, I went to see U2, and the opening band was called Lone Justice. They're an L.A. band. And female front person, which, you know, frankly, was, you know, rare. I guess Madonna and, and um, Cyndi Lauper were, like, in my world, but not – um, you know, I love that music, whatever. It's on the radio, and I like that, although we weren't really allowed to listen to secular radio. But, um, of course, I found it. Um, but I saw this band open for you, too, and my, I mean, I just, it was like a moment, and hopefully we've all had them, but, like, where I just thought, that's, that's it. Um, mm. And they called it cowpunk, I think, but oh. she <laughs> just, like, sang her heart out, and I, I just felt like that's, that's what my voice is for. Yeah. So um, I started following their music, um, and so the first song that I learned, I went to my guitar guy and said, I need to learn this, because that's really how I learned. I needed to sing along, um, to, and that's why I started to play guitar, so, so your, I could accompany. So your voice came first, then, yeah. and then you yeah. needed a guitar to an accompany. Yeah. And I want to say that <laughs> my mom, that line, it really comes from my mom. She was a beautiful singer, and uh, she could harmonize. I, don't, I still can't harmonize the way she could. Uh, she learned from her her great, you know, aunts and grandmothers, and so like she just brought that in our life, and that's always been a part of me was her her yeah. singing. She was the original influence. Yeah. Yep. We had a piano in the house, and she played on it. Not a lot, but she played on it, and mm-hmm. that was the very very beginning. Mm-hmm. So yep. then, Andrew, you know, same question to you. Then, uh, were you completely always following in Summer's footsteps, or did you have your own influences with music? I think yeah. In fact, it's funny. The first song I learned to play in that, like in that, in that, uh, in that church music workshop, was Tom Petty's um, "Free Falling," <laughs> something like that. And then I was into I was into a lot of that uh, the the '90s, you know, punk rock, that pop punk stuff. So I definitely had my own influences. But um, but I mean, pretty quickly in terms of in terms of uh, playing and writing new music, um, it was we were working together. You know, we were we were playing acoustic guitars and we were writing together. So I, I, I can't uh, I can't give enough credit to Summer for for that because um, 
I mean, that's that's all it was. Yeah, for so for for several years, you know, um, I was a worship leader, youth leader. You know, it was definitely that was our world, pretty exclusively. So the music, of course, was that. But like I said, there were Bob Dylan. I got into Bob Dylan a big time, 16, 17 years old. So um, I had several sort of folk um, favorites, you know. Um, Did, were you guys playing that type of music with each other then? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then and then it sort of evolved. We started playing again. It was all f it was much, much uh, folk music based. Uh, and then, of course, we got into our tw I got into my early 20s and learned how to play electric guitar. And then we tried to kind of evolve. Um, and so the the album that we that we made in 99. Well, yeah, let's talk about that real quick, because mm -hmm. uh, I want to play a song from there. Um, I want to play uh, Sweet, mm -hmm. if that's OK. And so kind of talk about first how the album like how that came to be. We can jump back if we need to, but then talk about the song Sweet a little bit. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, well, yeah, we so we put together a band ultimately out of like I you know our friends in church and folks playing music, and um, but at this point, mostly yeah, these the songs that we were writing were not church songs at all. I, I really felt like I mean I don't know, my spiritual life became you know it was really was actually private, and so the music I wrote just meant to be. Um, yeah, certainly not evangelical in any way, shape, or form. Like no way, and th that I knew that I was intentional about. Um, so one of the folks that we met at a church that we were at is Bill Burgess, and he's a master jazz um, drummer. Also, he uh, is was a techno music maker. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just he's a brilliant guy, and we became friends with him. And he had a studio in his garage that he had transformed. So, you know, he recorded this record and it, it was started out as a, like a three song demo right. we just sat there and played our acoustic guitars just absolutely green as green as you can possibly be and we then spent the next year with him and it turned to uh, I think it's 10 songs we had more that we didn't keep but it turned into a, a full year project I mean going three nights a week it was an incredible sacrifice on his part and an absolute learning experience mm -hmm. for us mm -hmm. I mean we learned more um, in that time frame, but that was also the time frame that the music itself was evolving into a bit more of rock. You know, there was electric guitars, distortion, this kind of stuff, and and then he had a big imprint on it as well. His his fingerprints are all over it in terms of production, um, drum loops, and that kind of stuff. So it was just fun. It was just mm -hmm. a total experiment. Um, so then, what about specifically the song "Sweet"? When did that come, and what is that kind of about then? Oh, so yeah, actually, that probably if you can remember. Yeah, I know it was twenty <laughs> years ago. It was but, twenty something. Um, years ago. Yeah, it's a love song, and probably actually one of the more stripped down songs. It was on probably the, record. the anomaly. It's the it's the yeah. one song that was the most di the most unique, you know, um, uh, that we didn't you know put a whole lot. There's not a lot um, production wise, but. Um, yeah, it's a love song. It was when I was falling in love with my husband, who I'm still with, 20 years later. And um, so, gosh, I mean, I remember writing it in my little house in Orange. <laughs>
Sweet, 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 yeah, yeah. And if I am moved deep down, it is your truth. All right. Well, that was the enthusiast from way back, and, and, and it holds up. It really does. And uh, I kind of want to jump back to some of the stuff you guys were talking about a little bit um, in that recording because I think that stuff's really cool. I because I've never witnessed a re real recording. I've done you know this 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 radio station stuff. But uh, anyway, you mentioned there was some songs that, that you guys did, and you know there was only ten on the album. Where are those other songs? Do you guys still have them? Mm. Just out of curiosity, I don't necessarily want to hear them. Just uh, I think. <laughs> That just kind of comes to mind. Like, where are those? Right. Where, the, what do, where you do, do the songs go? Yeah, what did Bob do with them? He's got his fingerprints on them still, right? right? <laughs> oh, man. Man, I don't know. I mean, gosh, that got recorded. I think we kind of mostly, like, sat with him and, like, played some. And we like, well, let's just start with this one. And, I mean, I don't think we have recordings that are out in the ether. Do we? No, no, I don't think there uh, there weren't any finished songs, but I think there was, you know, the, the quality of the song, you know, the ones that get cut are the, you know, the lower ones kind of a thing. Um, but <laughs> I know that's happening now as like we're recording uh, now. And yeah, there's there's ones. That it's great to be able to go. OK, let's put this out. We'll see how it feels. And if it doesn't hold up, then, yeah, 
we can put it aside. It's nice to have some to choose from, yeah. you know. But in my book, you know, like just the songwriting book, I mean, man, there's like pages and pages I was going to say, pages. you're an author? Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> you really are, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the, my just the workbook and, you know, just so many pages of like ah, bits and pieces here, half a thing there, like one that we've wrestled with, like, ah, we don't know. That's not coming to life next, you know. So there's just a lot of like, let, let it come out, write it down or... Well, your guys is your band that you had back then. Mm-hmm. It, you you did a lot of shows back there. I mean, you were pretty big at the time. I remember it, in your area, you were telling me about that. Well, yes. It's called pay to play. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, at the time, the whole Sunset Strip was really a kind of a joke. You know, um, these kids from Orange County coming to play, and we we brought all of our you know our audience with us so we sold our own tickets no it was a thrill it was amazing we got to eat at roscoe's chicken and waffles i mean (laughs) talk about bringing the uh the naive kids from from orange county no it was a wonderful experience but um no we we, yeah we had um we had um a lot of fun playing shows in you know in orange county um and a couple in a couple in la the last show that we played our very last show was by far the most fun and the most exciting we played the coach house and it was full it was like pretty much a full crowd, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was it was really really fun. Ended it ended it and ended that chapter on a, on a high note. Right. So so I know then that life got in the way. I think we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Summer got married. Right. And then you started dating your wife now, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And you went. Uh, you guys traveled a lot. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, how did it get to be that you guys both ended up in Anacortes? <laughs> I know. Wow. Long. Yeah, fast forward. So many years down the 15 way. Years, but, um, I think it was about a 15 year mm-hmm. hiatus where we weren't, we physically were not like living near one another, you know? Like across the world. I mean, my, yeah, we were, <laughs> Rob was in training for his work and that took us to all the corners of the United States and then to Guam um, and then, and then to Seattle where it was like the final training piece and, um, and we, man, we fell in love with Seattle and just the Northwest, really. I mean, gosh, living in a big city where it's a priority to have city parks, wild city parks, like, mm-hmm. you know, the landscape full of, like, old-growth cedar and, um, of course, the the sea was just the, the sound, the Salish Sea. But um, the, while we were there in, in Seattle, you know, we were looking for jobs. Where could we work? Where could we work from here? We like it up here. Um, we didn't want to go back to Orange County, and so, um, yeah, we t- found a place in Anacortes, and, um, you know, we're like, hey, family, we're thinking about this, what do you think? And Andrew and Heidi came up several times, and hmm. like, well, maybe, I don't know, I'm a little nervous about the winters, and <laughs> but they visited. Yeah, we didn't even know anything about Skagit, like, we knew nothing about the area. I remember looking it up on a map, like, on my computer, and just, like, zooming in, and, like, <laughs> being, there's all these islands in Australia, like, where in the hell is this? And then the Canada, <laughs> Canadian border is here, like, what in, where is this? I know. Where are you? I had a friend in Seattle that we had come up and visited several times, um, and, and we also had our own experience that was, we really enjoyed it up here. I mean, it was just, like, wow. And, and our own journey, 10 years of traveling and of just looking, we were not happy in southern california you know for all the all the kind of obvious reasons so we came we came up several times i think it was four times in a in a span of of a year and then just decided this is it we're gonna just make the plunge no jobs really we just had some savings and drove up the coast and that was in 2013 (laughs) so it's been up and up and up and down you know um Mm. but it was by far the best decision that we've ever made 
Okay, well, let's talk about Raven, that song Raven. Mm. Can somebody, one of you talk about that? Mm -hmm. Well, this is probably our favorite song currently. Right. It's one of the newish ones, uh, but I'll let Summer talk about the, the sort of origin of it. It's yeah, yep. Um, oh, oh, man, I mean, again, it's a it's place song. It's a place, it's, it's about this place. It's about my mom. Um, it's about just, n I guess, navigating... Um, uh, life's journey, <laughs> but it came actually. The it the song began literally walking um, walking back from Whistle Lake uh, and noticing noticing um, just it was yeah signs of life of springtime coming and um, so I just it caught me I guess you know yeah. I just sometimes. I don't always think I'm very adept at paying attention, but when things catch me, I, I, I catch it, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, th I think about songwriting that way. I, c I catch them. Yeah, it's I almost like a songs. sign comes to you or something mm -hmm. when you see something. That yeah, Which I wish I was more attentive because it seems like it's every they're everywhere. Songs in the signs and the stories are everywhere, and sometimes I catch them. <laughs> so. What strikes me about that song, too, um, is the juxtaposition with, like, springtime, new life, but also there's this raven that's that's got missing wing feathers, right? So it's also the, the loss, and it's also woundedness, this theme about woundedness and life, and yeah. um, it's pretty intense.
secrets and I hear quiet lies everywhere silent sadness everywhere love for life this life this darkness surrounding God missing wing feathers and I know it's been a hard winter all right so enthusiasts um, I want to talk about then so we, we talked about you guys coming here and by the way that song is amazing I Watching you guys play here in the studio is just phenomenal. Uh, to hear you guys' music the first time, but I, I really want to get into kind of where Thank these you. songs came hey from yo. and stuff as as we progress. But first, uh, so both of you decided to move to Anacortes. Was it right then where you're like, we have to start playing music again together? Or? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Right away. I mean, that was one of the things that I was looking forward to uh-huh. the most, for sure. And it started, it was funny because it had been so long and I didn't really play that much. I wasn't that active. I was playing acoustic guitar and just some finger picking kind of stuff very quietly because of the baby, you know. (laughs) Um, But uh, it was, it wasn't, you know, I definitely came out of uh, a period of dormancy, so to speak. And so we would shed it for several years. We just literally were out in the garage working away and trying to get chops and trying to learn how to sing. I think I actually, I think I really learned how to sing, um, mm-hmm. you know, five years ago. Before, it was just kind of like, eh. But, um, but yeah. So talk about that then. Talk about those kind of sessions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Were you guys reverting back to when, to the songs you played before? Or were you guys kind of like, hey, I heard this mm-hmm. song since then. Let's try that one. Great question. It was very much driven by the material that had been written um uh, recently and also it's so, some stuff that summer had written over the over the years in that maybe that 10 15 yeah. year period where we were away but we were not playing i mean almost exclusively we're not playing any of that old stuff it was all all this new stuff and then writing yeah. writing new material yeah. too yeah that instinctive record album that sweets on um i mean it was a wonderful time and it was cutting teeth of things but it was also a time in our life that we have you know, left. We are, um, I guess it would be good to say that we took a spiritual journey away, totally away from, um, from the organized religion and all, I mean, it was, it was hard. I mean, my parents had to wrestle with it even more so than we did. Sure. Um, but that, you know, that, so, so writing new songs separate from that time, I mean, they just had to come. 
and so much really about family. I mean, all, a lot of these tunes on this next album are, I partly want to call it, uh, you know, like the family family record, you know, I don't know, because it's just, that's, I guess, where my heart and my heart and my mind and. So so you guys were, were singing in the garage or the mm-hmm. shed. Um, when did you decide that, hey, let's, let's get a band together and start playing out, or, or did you two just start going to play at little places? How did that work? I mean, how did that become? It became it became a reality or a, a plausibility because um, I started playing with the Moss Tones a couple years before that, and that was absolutely huge. To what was the name? One more time. The Moss Tones. Moss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. Which you got to see them. Yep. Yeah, just a f- it's so so much fun, so much fun. Different different style of music, but that helped to get me out and to like be able to perform. Out, you know, it was it was a very it was a process to be able to. Per- we had a few shows that to the two of us. But it was uh, difficult. I'll just say it was difficult, you know, to carry uh, the level of intensity that these songs seem to have. Um, and you want, you know, it was like uh, trying to make something happen, you know, um, but also just the newness of it and that we hadn't done it in so long. So we did that. Um, we did, you know, five, six, eight shows, yeah. you know, just around, um, which was a good experience. But then it, it became the material was ready to be documented, you okay. know, and we wanted to we wanted to do we wanted to record it. And it sounded like or it seemed like a lot of the a lot of the songs deserved to have, a, you know, drums and bass and right. kind of flesh them mm-hmm. out, you know, and that's exactly what we've done. So yeah. it took it took probably a year, uh, six months or so to, to flesh them out. And then we started recording about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we asked different friends like, hey, can you just we just want to record these songs, just record them. And then because now they're, you know, some of them were several years old, but, um, and then it became a band. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then we, we talk about how music can be different, you know, when Mm -hmm. you're playing with a band versus Mm -hmm. playing it, um, just yourself, but you guys, uh, have a song, drink it down that you play with the band and it's Mm -hmm. just a really fun, upbeat song. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that? And then we can maybe play that song. Yeah. Um, yeah, drink it down. Um, that was one of the first ones that you wrote mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after moving up here. Yeah, yeah. that was yep. right it's out a of Fidalgo song. song, and um, so it, yeah, it just felt fun to like. Oh, oh, a big part of what was influencing me was my kids were playing fiddle. We started playing old time fiddle in Seattle, and so I was like being their backup player. And I'm oh, not like nice. I'm not a great guitar. I mean, guitar is not like something where I go, let me sit in on guitar, you know. So here I was, I'm sitting in on guitar to back up those <laughs> fiddle players, and they they got it down. So um, I was just learning that that finger pick, that boom you know, chuck. that boom chuck to support the fiddle taking the lead. And so yeah, it kind of came out of that that and just moving. You know, it was like makes you move, yeah. which I never think about writing dance tunes, but um, it kind of. Kinda I think it actually started a, a bit of a, for, a, a new form. Like many of the songs take that take that form, mm-hmm. you know, um, which was not the case prior. And it's just like, okay, we'll run with it. So. <laughs>
rocks that hold the stars And the birds teach how to sing of dawn of love Of everything, everything Summer and Andrew, who are from Anacortes, and so let's talk about um, let's talk about your s song Heaven. Mm. Can we talk about that? Yeah, that one's kind of an emotional one. Yep, uh, that one has been around a while, and uh, that actually is that one came to me in my sleep. Um, my I'd had a a dear friend, actually one of my um, mentors in music, Brian McLean, uh, whose sister is prob probably my biggest influence um, as a, from a vocalist. That's Maria McKee from um, Lone Justice. Somehow I ended up being able to meet those folks, and, um, but Brian was a, and his mom, Lizzie, also my mentor, elder in my life. And um, anyway, he, he died at 50 years old. Um, and it was unexpected, and I don't know. I guess these things sort of take settles in, uh, like we're we're navigating it now. But like the feeling of a loss, like a, a physical loss on the planet. Um, I guess it, it just it's it's been a curious journey of what it feels like to have that physical presence gone. And I'll tell you, I mean. It felt like for years I would be literally like around in, in the world and I'd see people that I almost, I mean, I, I would drop my purse and like walk 10 extra steps to get closer to a person who I thought, is that Brian? Just astonished at like where I would see him pop up in my life. I mean, literally across the country, places I've never been before.
me of you Summer and uh, Andrew with the enthusiasts. Uh, that uh, yeah, when, when you played that for us, that's just. I mean, that it is a heavy song. You mentioned that's a heavy song, and, and it is. Um, it, uh, I kind of want to talk a little bit about uh, almost this, this difference because we played a song from your guys' album from that we keep mentioning how long ago it was. But <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if we need to keep doing that, but <laughs> we played one from your first album, right. uh, and and then and then you've played these ones in studio today. But you also play with a band. So can you guys kind of talk about what are the differences so people, because you guys haven't released any of those songs from uh, that right. maybe you've recorded with a band. So right. maybe kind of tell the listeners mm. what the difference is between all three of those. Mm. Well, I mean, playing them uh, in this raw format it, uh, really brings out the maybe the, the, the sensitive dynamics, you know. Like the, the thing when you have got a band um, that we're always shooting for is to um, – maximize the dynamics you know um, and to be and to be mindful of, of where the song um, where the song wants to go you know so um, we joke that we have a, a third quiet verse every song has <laughs> is, is, is the third verse is quiet <laughs> you know for di for dynamic you know yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean you know it's 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 important you can't you can't be up there playing it you know volume 10 the whole time um, so but when we get to play there's the two of us it's we have full control over it, and you really get to you really get to feel that the you know, I don't know. It, it's a it feels different to mm -hmm. to to, to play mm -hmm. it, and we haven't been doing that very much lately. This last year, we mostly are playing you know playing with the band, which is right. amazing. So obviously, with the band, what's nice, which I referred to earlier when we had a few shows, just the two of us, 
a couple of years ago, there's this feeling that you have to you have you have to carry the momentum. You've got to carry the energy. You've got to make it happen. And it was actually really difficult to do. So when you've got a band with you on stage, all that is taken care of. You get to sort of float on top of the bass and drums. You get to, you know, and, and when, when you're in sync, mm -hmm. you, there's less that you have to make happen. So you get to just sort of play. You just get to play. It's not work. So that's one way to describe the difference mm -hmm. is, is, is the, the live show. Um, you're you're a team mm -hmm. and you in in yeah it's just it's it's an incredible experience it's just totally different yeah. it's totally different yeah it feels good I'll, I'll back off completely you know songs that I you know wrote on guitar I can kind of let it go and and sing it and and work on that piece of it um, incidentally we have six people in our band that's a big band <laughs> what, what are the instruments then that you normally play with yeah so we have a mandolin player um, we have a keyboard player who uh, she started as um, that's Mariah Barrett Mariah um, Erkin and she started on accordion which we just love but it was super hard to amplify that so as an acoustic band it's sweet but um, so now she's got a sweet Korg and um, uh, we're loving we're loving she she plays everything by the mm -hmm. way so mm -hmm. when this record comes out don't be surprised if she's even on trombone yeah <laughs> Yep, and she's yep, wonderful. Thank That's you, cool. Mariah. Yeah, and Rob <laughs> Carter, my partner, he's on mandolin and is, uh, you know, um, also like learning an instrument and finding. So it's wonderful to like back off and go, we, oh, this little mandolin, it just comes in in just the right places. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, and then our dear. Bass and drums. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, um, like you said, what you kind of rely on through the song. So, you know, of course, mm -hmm. you, you know, as a band would want that. Um, and so then talk about the, the the sound difference, right? So so if, like, I know we mm. talked about this. Christine wrote this article, and, and what how did you describe the enthusiast? Uh, my line, well, for one, I'm, th I'm saying, and I stick to it, that you are the band to watch in 2020. <laughs> you really are. And I feel <laughs> like you're the best band here in the Northwest that people don't know about mm. yet. And so that's why I really <laughs> right, wanted to get you cool. on. You guys were my first choice to get on this show. Wow. Um, Incredible. So I'm really, Thank you. really, really, really excited to get you guys out there and for people to hear this. And not just, uh, I was blown away. I've only seen you guys play with the band so right. I'm just blown away listening to these acoustic songs that you guys mm. are singing in here you have such a just an incredible range mm. uh, you know of uh, of just everything the songwriting and the music and how everything flows together your voices together I mean I always gush here yeah the accolades <laughs> yeah. the accolades just pour <laughs> out I know <laughs> but, blushing uh, but I'll try to be uh, good yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to thank her <laughs> it's okay she'll just keep going know, um, yeah, yeah. but uh, but seriously though so so for those listeners that are hearing the enthusiasts here um, some of them probably for the first time just because you know you don't have an album out as right. the enthusiast yeah. and uh, yeah. so how is that sound going to be different they're not going to hear you guys playing acoustic guitars on the stage by yourself singing um, yeah so know. there's even different instruments I, I, I play a electric guitar so there's a kind of a telly sound which is uh, I don't know um, bit, a bit of a country twang to it mm -hmm. you know so it's it's amplified it's amplified music and so um, so that's that's going to be different I mean, over I mean, the songs are going to be much more fleshed out, you know, much more, yeah. you know, in, in, in some sense, uh, you know, you're going to want to get up and dance, you know, whereas with this is just folk music. It's just folk music, you mm -hmm. know, and it's just the two of us on yeah. guitar or whatever. I think there's going to be a uh, this this record will have a it will feel it will have a it'll be curated. The tunes will be 
will find its way um, into an experience, I think. Because <laughs> there are a lot of different um, styles, kind of, I don't know if style is the word, right word, but I think there will be an acoustic song on the record as well. Yeah. So there will be things to... How would you guys describe your sound um, mm. in relation to uh, maybe another singer, songwriter, right. band? Uh, yeah, I mean, because you, you mentioned you're kind of you know playing folk in here, mm. right, with just right. the two of you. So uh, sometimes it can be hard, but I think for the listeners, maybe you just like to kind of say, like, well, we sort of lean this way. Oh, it's so hard. I know. <laughs> it is seriously the hardest thing to label. Um, I know. Label like your baby. <laughs> I mean, I've I, heard I have no problem feeling like, you know, that we've got this kind of country, folk, rock feeling. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so so I guess another way that that could be asked then would be what kind of cover songs do you play? Uh, because uh, you yeah. mentioned that you do some yeah. covers. Mm. So that might kind of kind of lean the people towards like, oh, okay, well, I like this and that. Yeah. And that. So there's a genre. I mean, there's a genre. I, w I would think that the closest it we could be to a genre would be probably Americana, but that is so broad and kind of like sure. ugh, bland or whatever. But it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, um. Well, so one of the tunes we do, um, and boy, we have the honor of having met the writer, Randy Weeks. He's in from, uh, he's from, like, I mean, he. I think he's from Minnesota. I think yeah, he's from back Yeah, but he was East. in L.A. at the time and, like, was friends with Maria McKee and Lone Justice and that whole cow scene punk. of, like, the cowpunk thing. And he's just a phenomenal songwriter. And he, he's got pluck. And um, so... The song that he wrote that I found because Lucinda Williams on her Car Wheels on a Gravel Road album, she covered uh, Can't Let Go. So just a great song. I love it. I've been playing it acoustic for years, and then we put it to the to the band, and then all hell breaks loose. You, you <laughs> I love that song. You have a great version yeah. of I know. that. <laughs> with, when you play it with a band, it is, it kind I'm of, like jumping up and down yeah. during it. It's so much fun. We can't help <laughs> it. It kind of blows the, I mean, we get, so yeah. it's, we don't do it the way he did it or she did sure. it, which right, is right. much more Americana. I guess right. that's where we put the kind of rock and roll into it. Yeah, it's fabulous. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got to come out and see that. Oh, we got to, yeah, do it and sing with us, you know, like, to like join in is the good part. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, your guys' own stuff is amazing, too. But I think that I, and I, that's another thing I hate doing mm -hmm, is to, to mm -hmm. talk about the covers. But yeah. it does kind of put a little bit of that kind of personal thing to the listener. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. How do I? Well, there's that? another one that we play mm -hmm. that's, um, it's it's uh, the title is Frying Pan, and I get to play a banjo on it. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, geez, what do we say about that song? Well, that is it's, written um, by Victoria Williams. It's an incredible um, song. She's, uh epic singer-songwriter, uh, and, um, I mean, she's, uh, gosh, yeah, I don't know, not many folks know about her, but, um, boy, she's a huge influence for me. I mean, it, it's, what's the word, um, obscure, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but she's not obscure. Um, there was a record done to support her medical issues called, um, Sweet, Sweet Relief. Relief back in the 90s, and... I mean, um, Pearl Jam covered her songs, oh, wow. um, Matthew Sweet, um, Marie McKee. I mean, just uh, the Waterboys. I mean, it was a huge outpouring of folks that just love her and love her music. So, right. um, yeah, she's just one of those songwriters that people just die over. Like, she's just so wonderful as a songwriter. And yeah. um, so I'm honored to do her music. Yeah, it's an honor to do what that. What do you guys listen to on your off time? Mm. I mm. mean, each of you. Like, what do you yeah. listen to when you're in the car or when you're at home or... 
What's on your iPod? I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop listening to the Alabama Shakes. I don't know. Oh I don't yeah. Know, I don't know why. Mm. I mean, they just they're just the sound is is old and new, and it's yeah. it's got that enthusiasm. It's mm-hmm. got that enthusiasm in there. There's, yeah. there's uh, <laughs> <laughs> you had to keep bringing the, 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 the variation of that word. Well, in I there. know yeah. it's true. It fits though. Yeah. It does fit. <laughs> so uh, what's the lead singer's name? Of of Alabama Shakes. I don't know, but oh, she's shoot. she's she's doing a solo. Yeah, so I just I just heard uh, I just heard her on the Broken Record podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I don't know if you guys know that that podcast, but she's on there because mm. she did. She's got a solo album coming out, mm. and or maybe she even had one before too. But uh, yeah, she does some songs on there, and it, it yeah, it's really cool. She's fun to listen mm-hmm. to. But all right, it's main thing, and uh, so maybe you guys could talk that into uh, yeah. existence here this is f- this is a this is a funny the funny thing about this song is that summer was taking a songwriter class oh, right. and yeah, the right. challenge the, the 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 task for the week was to write a song using all the all the notes <laughs> all the notes in the key yeah, all the chords in the key you all know the like the one two three four five six seven you know never done that before and she did yep she did <laughs> That's a song about yeah. family, right? Yeah. It's, it's a song. Main thing, yeah. It's a song about um, how difficult life is, and it's it's pretty much a mess. <laughs> That's you right. know, and we can make beauty out of that mess.
Enthusiasts, I just I, I, I want to keep saying that as we come out of the song, just in case uh, we're playing this on the radio and they want to make sure we know who you guys are. But it kind of sounds weird doing it here in the studio <laughs> uh, as I'm staring at you guys, saying your name of your band. All right, well, thanks for coming on ah. our Pacific Northwest. Thank you. Music. Thank you so it's much. It's been here. so fun. Thanks for listening to our Pacific Northwest music. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out next week. Thanks so much to our friends Jack Mattingly and the Whiskey Fever. That was the track you heard at the start. And here it is again. Wouldn't want to miss this off the album Oceans of Trouble. Go check it out. They're from Cedro Wood. Ooh, you wouldn't want to miss this.